This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at craftsanity.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, an interview show all about art, craft, and creativity. If you couldn't express yourself, how would you de-stress yourself? And if you couldn't make and build and sing, and paint and dance and spin would you go crazy well if you're going crazy here's something amazing to help you keep it together one two craft sanity craft sanity Hello folks, this is episode 194, and I decided today to just put together a little mini podcast about all these pink hats that people are knitting. I just made one for myself a few days ago, and I thought, you know, this is ridiculous not to do a podcast about this. So that's what I'm doing today. I'm a little bit late to the party. The inauguration's Friday, the Women's March on Washington is happening on January 21st, 2017, so I am cutting it close, but I guess it's better late than never. Part of my hesitation might have been that I've been trying to exist in a suspended reality that on some level I may have been resistant to the fact that my life is, is going to change a little bit on Friday. Uh, <laughs> whoa. I, yeah, it's still it's still hard for me to believe that Donald Trump is going to be president of the United States. I still can't quite believe it. I I don't know how long it's going to take to sink in. But anyway, um, I, I really appreciate the project that a couple women in California started called the Pussy Hat Project that is making an attempt to kind of reclaim some language that uh, Donald Trump used way before he was even a candidate, but that uh, Access Hollywood had caught on video and audio of this, you know, this exchange he had. And I was going to play the clip, but I'm like, you know what? I really can't bring myself to do that because it, it made me so, so mad. And I don't want that to be part of my podcast. But I am not someone who dwells on the negative. So I usually take any situation that if something makes me mad or makes me upset in any way, I try to figure out how to turn that negative energy into positive action um, or something good. So I don't retaliate. I don't lash back. I don't I'm not going to go out and scream swear words or derogatory statements into a megaphone. Uh, that's just not the way I roll. When I heard about this project, I'm like, oh, yeah, I am definitely making a hat. I'm going to wear it all the time. <laughs> and I wanted, and then I decided, like, even though it's last minute, I wanted to find out a little bit more about the project. So I decided to um, contact the folks who organized this. And I was unable to get uh, interviews with Krista and Jaina who organized this project, but you'll hear a lot, a little bit about them from Kat Coyle, who designed one of the patterns that's on their uh, project website. And she owns a little knittery in Atwater Village, California, where the organizers were her, her students. She taught them how to knit. We're going to go there, but first, before we go there, I decided to contact a local art studio 
in here in West Michigan to find out how their knit, open knitting nights have been going. They've had a couple gatherings where people have come in and some are learning to knit for the first time. Some are experienced. People have gathered together to do some knitting for a cause, just to kind of show their support. And uh, the project, really what it's all about, is they're uh, gathering hats to send to Washington for people to wear who are going to be marching. And the whole idea is to get knitters, crocheters, and sewers to make these hats and get them on the heads of people marching in Washington, D.C. next weekend. So even if you can't go to the march, they're putting a call out to get knitters and crocheters and sewers to make those hats and send them in. So at this late juncture, I'd really encourage you to look in your own community, use social media. If you're making hats in your community, try to find a place that is sending, you know, or look for a person who's going. So if you can get your hats to a person, then they can distribute them there. Um, but anyway, um, I'm going to start out with a little interview, um, some local folks. First, I'm going to check in with Heather Robinson over at Craft Ref Studio. And actually, you're going to hear from her husband, Jake, as well. And uh, Jake and Heather run Craft Ref Studio together. And it's not a yarn shop. It's a, a art studio. They specialize in fiber art and also uh, pottery and small vessels. And they decided to open their shop, though, on a couple nights to knitters specifically because they wanted to give people a spot to gather and make hats to send to the Women's March on Washington. So we're going to hear a little bit from them. Some of them were new knitters, like they had never even packed on before. So that was interesting. <laughs> and yeah, and people were just like taking it, not taking this up seriously. So I hopefully there's some new knitters too. Yeah, there was two 10-year-olds at our last knitting night. So and they did so well. They rocked out. <laughs> Heather's come to the shop uh, a couple mornings, and there's just a bag of hats hanging on the doorknob. Oh, wow. So people are into it and really, you know, participating. And, and I think, like Heather said, you know, it's kind of a nice way to um, to have people's voices heard that aren't normally heard or that are, you know, less fortunate and also, you know, kind of pack a punch. It's kind of like a velvet hammer. You know, when you're right. protesting through knitting, it's not. Nobody's going to get hurt. It's like a Nerf ball, you know? And now we're going to bounce over to an interview that I did with Kat Coyle. She was out in California. I gave her a call, and she's going to kind of fill us in on the mission of the Pussy Hat Project and what she's seen happen right in her own space where this idea kind of grew from just a, a conversation after the election when people were feeling kind of down. I'm going to kick it over to Kat. Krista Suh and Jaina Zweiman, the founders of the Pussy Hat Project, are, uh, they were knitting and crochet students of mine. And like a lot of my students, we became friends, and they would frequently drop by, and we would just hang out together. And after the election, just like you were speaking about um, your own personal feelings, after the election, I had a lot of people coming in that were um, depressed, anxious, upset, stunned, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. So one day we were sitting around and, and um, Krista had, she had worked for Hillary Clinton's campaign, um, done some, you know, campaigning for her. So had Jaina and uh, Krista had planned to go to the Women's March in Washington the day after the inauguration. And she had been thinking about how cold it was going to be and everything. And then she said, wouldn't it be great if everybody at the March wore the same knitted hat? 
so that's where I came in and we were having that discussion. And I said, it's just sort of, I, I said, yeah, I'll definitely design a hat and let's, you know, it's going to have to be really simple. You know, I have a lot of experience doing um, knit design. And also since I run a knitting shop business, I have a lot of experience with, you know, very new knitters who are enthusiastic, but don't have a lot of skills yet. So I knew it had to be simple and I knew that, you know, seasoned knitters would instantly just make it their own and, you know, modify it and do everything that knitters do, which is, you know, put their own spin on something. So I said, we're just going to make a flat hat. It's a rectangle. You fold it in half. When you put it on, the round shape of your head creates these sort of like kitty cat ears. Right. And, you know, in response to uh, Trump, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. In a way, I don't even like, it's like, I don't even want to bring it up, but I mean, it was on the forefront of my mind because he had just been elected and we were so stunned. Right. You know, it is, it does blow me away. It does blow me away that a woman anywhere could vote for him after saying those things. I mean, there were so many reasons before that, but that for me, there was no going back from that. Like that was just, I was just like, oh yeah, we were, we were saying, oh, this this is never going to happen now. Right. Right. How wrong we all were about that. (laughs) (laughs) We were so, so very wrong. So wrong. You know, the name of the hat, the one that I, I called it the pussy power hat, because I was like, let's, you know, let's take it back. Let's, let's empower it. Let's, you know, make it our own. And there's, you know, there's a lot of meaning in that. And it is slightly humorous, I would say. I think it's funny. So when you guys were planning this, was it right after, like right after the election, the first week? No, it was a little bit after that. I re- it, it was very came together. And then um, Jaina and Krista, they, you know, wrote, I, I mean, the whole thing like came together in like six days. Let's put it that way. So they had they made a website, and then I finished the hat and wrote up the pattern, and you know it was up. I think Thanksgiving day after Thanksgiving, day before Thanksgiving, right around then. Okay, so I, and that's about when I. I mean, I heard about it pretty quickly because I think social media really took well, hold. Well, so because since I've been in the knitting community for many years, I just got an Instagram and sort of just tagged you know, the knitters I know that um, have a lot of people that follow them, let's put it that way. Right. And I I found out from a knitter on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm friends with Mary Heather from Ravelry and, you know, you know, just, I just put it out there and I thought, yeah, knitters are going to be into this. I really did feel that it was going to resonate. And Krista, it was super like, oh yeah, we're going to get a million of these. So she, she knows she was (laughs) thinking big and her enthusiasm was like awesome. I was like, yeah, totally. We're going to do this. So that, you know, it kind of helps me <laughs> think big, why not? <laughs> right. And so what kind of numbers are you actually seeing? I will say that I didn't expect the, the media attention. I didn't, I didn't foresee that. I didn't, that part I didn't really even imagine. But I, I'm not actually that surprised that so many thousands have been knit. That part, I kind of, you know, I had a feeling it would resonate. Knitters like to knit and they like to knit for a cause. Oh, yeah. And I know I've heard there's some people I know who've just they've been making like hat after hat. There's a lady I stumbled upon a YouTube video the other day. This woman said she was going to make 100 hats in 14 days. And I was like, how in the world is she going to do that? But I mean, I hope she doesn't get carpal tunnel um, (laughs) in the midst of it. Well, if you you use like a super bulky yarn, you know, you can. Yeah, you can cruise through pretty pretty fast. Yeah. And my my mom, she's making like five or six a day. Wow. Okay. So this is, uh, yeah. I'm like, wow, I don't think I can make a hundred hats in 14 days, but yeah, no, people have really gotten into this. And uh, so the feedback that you're getting, it sounds like you're hearing from people, you know, all over the country and um, are people sent, were people at some point sending and dropping things off at your shop 
or are they sending them over on the other side of the country near the march yeah, in Washington? So, yeah, the, the shop here is a drop-off point, so we are receiving hats. And we've received a few. I, I want to haven't I haven't actually counted them, but I'm going to guess like about 300 okay. come here. But they come in, they go out. They come in, they go out. It's like the tides of the ocean, in and out, in and out. It's right. very fluid. And then the, kind of amazing. You, where are you guys sending them? Over because I know there's a, a place where you're, you were having people mail them in. There's a main drop-off point in Reston, Virginia, and yesterday on Instagram they posted a picture of seven thousand hats. They were all inside a garbage bag, so we couldn't, you know, oh my we couldn't gosh. actually visit. Wow! But it was a giant mound of, you know, hats, and they said it's seven thousand and counting. So at this point, they're just, they're just receiving. Obviously, they have a, their own mail truck, basically. <laughs> Wow. And so is this a yarn shop that's receiving the hats or who is the person? No, there? It, it was, um, it's a personal friend of, of a woman, uh, who has a business down the street from mine. And she was like, Oh yeah, I've got friends in, uh, resident Virginia. They've got a big garage. Sure. They'll do it. Let me call oh. them. They, yeah, no problem. Thinking that they were going to get a couple hundred or something. Right. Instead they're getting thousands. Yeah. And that's not, yeah. and that's not counting the people who are going to the march and making their own hat or, or they're going to wear one in. Because I know some knitters are oh. giving hats directly to marchers. So I would say that, yes, I'm going to say thousands of hats have been knit that are not in Redstone, Virginia. They're just being made by knitters to give to people that they know. I mean, that's happening a lot. I, we have somebody here who's made, I think she said she's made 36 hats. Oh, wow. Her goal is 40. And she delivered five of them, but all of the other ones, she's just. You know, she's given to people that she knows are, that are going to go to the march. Well, and I know. So I I'm, really think that that's, I'm that's, just that's happening a lot. I'm just prancing around Grand Rapids with mine on my head. You know, I mean, I'm not going to be able to make it to the <laughs> march. And I'm just kind of going about my day wearing my hat. And, um, you know, and I, I find it, you know, I find I'm amused every time I put it on. For you, I mean, are you wearing your hat around? Because your weather probably is not as cold as what I'm experiencing here in Michigan. Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing it sometimes. Not not all the time, but I am sometimes. Are you planning to go to a march in your area? Yes, I'll be marching in Los Angeles, so I'm not going to D.C. I'll be in L.A. Well, and that's um, the thing too that there's these are happening on your on the website. There's locations for marches in all kinds of places. So um, it sounds yeah. like people can if you can't get to Washington, there's a lot of things you know people can go in their local um, to the local march or just go around their town. <laughs> Wherever you are, you can wear your hat. I am getting a lot of phone calls from people that are marching in L.A. for hats. So we're not actually donating um, hats to people marching in L.A. We want to concentrate the effort so that it has the most visual right, impact. Right, of course, of course. But, yeah, if you're marching in L.A. and you know how to knit or you can sew or you can crochet, by all means, yeah, make a hat. That's perfect. Right. So I'm just not can... donating them. And people that are give, that are bringing the hats to me, you know, their intention is to be part of the, the mass D.C. march so that they're represented there. Absolutely. So by making a hat... You know, they say, okay, I can't go to D.C., but I want to be represented in D.C. through my hat and, you know, knit this hat with all my intentions and um, feelings about what's happening, and I'm going to be represented there. And, I'm, you know, so I don't want to dishonor that. So it's it's getting a little tricky kind of explaining it to people that say, you know, I want to wear a hat too, but I'm, I'm not going to D.C. Right. Well, then they can make their own. They can make their own hat and wear it. And and the cool right. thing is, like, your your pattern – uh, yours is, was for the chunky. Is it the the hat that's is that the bulky hat or is yours the original first pattern? That, yeah, mine is the original, the the first one, and it's I just picked it, did it in a worsted weight yarn, so I thought that that was the easiest yarn that would be accessible at any, right. at any you know 
any store, you can go to any you know box store or local store and just use that average weight yarn. That's that was my thought. Um, but at this point, we're making them a lot of them in super bulky because they go faster. <laughs> right. So we're down to the wire now. So if you're really exactly uh, increase your needle size, increase your you know your go with the chunky yarn and you'll be all set. Um, and, and some of my favorite hats are the ones where you're just holding like three, four strands of yarn together and you know just using all the scraps you have. Right, and just make it. You know, and and there really is there's patterns for all skill levels on the website and also some sewing patterns as well. So you don't even have to be yeah. a knitter. You can crochet. Um, you can you know. So there, this is really you guys have made this very accessible to people um, of all skill levels. And um, and so in Washington, I mean, are you guys going to be watching um, look watching the coverage to see how many hats you spot? I mean, what is, what is this going to be like for you? to uh <laughs> to monitor this what are you hoping for yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you know what it looks like if we do have a sea of pink that's it's going to be exciting so krista's already well Chris, krista saw she's already flown out to dc she left i think yesterday okay so she'll be there so she's going to be there on the you know helping distribute and figuring there's a lot of logistics that need to be figured out yeah you know i'm excited we're going to see that with, yeah, sea of pink. <laughs> well, and what is this, has this changed the mood since the project started? Have you, have you noticed any kind of change in the mood of the people, the knitters coming into your shop? Maybe the same people that were pretty down right after. It's incredible. It's made people feel buoyant, excited, involved. They're participating. They're channeling their energies. They're, you know, they have something to do. You know, they feel like their voice is being heard. It's just, yeah, it's kind of amazing, actually. A lot of people are just, you know, thanking us and, you know, uh, expressing how how much this has helped them uh, feel involved. And for those out there who, I mean, not everyone who listens to my podcast, and I did learn this um, back about, I don't know how many years ago, my husband made a joke about George Bush. <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. and I, you know, you know, it wasn't intended to offend people, but um, we did get some a lot of hate mail about it. And I was kind of surprised because I didn't really think about the um, political affiliation of my listeners because I'm just talking about art and craft. And usually I'm not talking about politics at all. It really has no direct correlation. We're just talking about cool stuff we like to make and how we make stuff and all that. So not everyone listening to this podcast, um, you know, obviously it has the same uh, outlook. And some people are happy that, um, you know, Trump is going to be the next president. but what are you hoping the takeaway is for all people when they see, especially other just women in, the, in the, across the country? What are you hoping that people recognize when they see all these people out there wearing pink hats? I would say it's like a expression of our community and our solidarity. You know, to see that visually. I mean, it's going to be a really powerful march anyway, mm-hmm. and so this is just sort of an added layer to it. And it'll be really interesting to see how many people, because um, they're knitters still, like furiously knitting. And is it too late for people to send things in? Here at the it's a shop. I'm accepting hats up until the 18th. It is too late to mail them to a uh, resident because that cutoff date was the 14th. What is your address at your shop? 3195 Glendale Boulevard, LA 90039. Okay, awesome. California. And that's up until, so that will be um, th- Thursday? I think that's Wednesday. Wednesday, okay. Wednesday okay, up until Wednesday. Okay. And then you're just going to be forwarding those on? 
Well, I have, there's a lot of people here that want them that are going to D.C. Oh, I see. So okay, I, so you can get them on the heads of people feel, that are going to go. Yeah, that are actually leaving. I feel like I may be able to give them out. Now, in case I do have any left, there's someone that's offered to take anything that's here, and she's flying out on the 20th. Okay, so, okay. So, then, you know, they'll get there. And that's another idea, too, for people. If they're um, scattered around the country and they miss your deadline, just find a person that's going. <laughs> and exactly. give them a hat, you and know. Give, yeah. yeah, totally. That's exactly right. But I just wanted to say also that the future of the hat, there's already something in works um, for after the march that um, I think is pretty cool. It's the Michigan State University Museum is going to be collecting hats. They're building a collection of women's history, feminism, and political protest. And they want to include hats from the Pussy Hat Project because they feel that it's really an import, important uh movement in terms of the history of feminism and she has a you know beautiful uh statement about that so i think that's amazing with the hats isn't there a, you're asking people to put tags on the hat so if they're donating yeah, so it how does that work exactly you put yeah so you put your tag on the hat and you're going to say um what issues are important to you and you know what possibly why you felt like you wanted to be involved and you can put your social social media contact on there and the person that gets the hat can you know know a little bit about the maker and when they're marching they can take a picture and maybe you know tag the person that uh knit it so that's a way to really connect with the person so that it's not totally anonymous then you can connect to each other i think it's kind of exciting to think about how many friendships uh, may actually grow out of this event because you're connecting people who can't be there but have people representing them and their views so this is really um way more than just people knitting pink hats. I mean, which of course we both knew before we started this conversation, but it's actually a really emotional experience to read what people write on these um forms. It's it's deeply meaningful. People are dedicating the, their hats to people to women who have passed on that fought for uh women's rights. And you know, it's just it's very deep. It's there's a really deep connection that's happening. Uh every day you're probably uh getting things out of the mail. Is that exciting for you to open another package of donations? Oh, we love it. It's wonderful. Every time we see a new hat, it's just, it is so wonderful. And every hat is unique. It's just, it's, it's, it's great. And I, and just to speak more to about, you know, being a maker and making things, you know, this is traditionally women's work, you know, knitting and sewing and crocheting. And that's, that's women's work that, you know, is always being denigrated. And this is a way to show that women are important and women, the work that we do is important. Well, and it also can be used to give us a greater voice, too, because um, all that pink is going to be unifying all those women and and men, too. I mean, it's not just going to be women at that march. There will be a lot of men marching in support, I'm assuming, too. Um, So it's um, it's going to be and there there are a lot of um, great guys out there who are willing to put on a pink hat march for cause oh, sure. yeah, yeah for the women there's that they been, love there has been quite a few that, that are you know asking for hats where can people go to download is it, it's right on the website i'm assuming that let me see if i can find uh where people can go to get the card they want to fill out a card for their it's hat. on the website if you download the pattern on on part of that sheet is the is the card that has the little um form that you can fill out with okay. your um, name and your issues that you're interested in yeah, that's on the website. Okay, so right with the pattern. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. I see that. I see that with all the with all the patterns you have those uh, dear wearer of this hat, and they can put a little message 
And yeah, it's mm-hmm. so wonderful. And I just commend you, um, all of the people that have been working on this project. Uh, it's it's really fun. And I, I did feel better knitting my hat. So um, it has some mental That's health great. improvements. I always feel better when I it knit does. about any, you know, anything. Yeah. But this is, is fun. Uh, and I made my hat out of chunky yarn. I made it big enough. I have very long hair and I wear it a lot in a messy bun. And so I made mine big enough so my bun can fit in my hat <laughs> because I mean, often I can't, I can't fit my hair into my hat. So, um, so yeah. And it's fun to just, you know, take the patterns and, you know, people can tweak them and prove, you know, improve, uh, on it if they want to embellish it with an actual face or whatever oh, they want to yeah. do, you know, yeah, make um, it your own. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, which is really fun. Is there anything else that you want people to know about this project and maybe how it's, what effect it's had on you personally? Well, I think it's had these, a very similar effect on me that it's had with just all, all the other people that are knitting. It's just, you know, we're doing something, you know, and we feel good about it. And I think a lot of us will get, we'll be getting some good use out of our hats during the next four years. So <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you have a bad day, put on your hat. Thanks again for helping to get all this started because it really has been awesome to feel a part of something bigger. Well, thanks for inviting me to speak about it. A special thanks to all my guests. I really appreciate the last minute interviews that Kat, Heather, and Jake participated in. Thank you so much. And for you folks at home, I hope this podcast inspires you to get involved in the Women's March on Washington, uh, supporting women's issues in your local community, or just wearing a hat around town. You know, if this is something that strikes a chord with you. There are so many patterns on the pussyhatproject.com website where you can see uh, knitting, crocheting, and sewing patterns to make your own hat and wear it around. No matter what happens next, I really hope that as Americans, we can just remember that we the people really set the tone for what happens in this country. And it's really important that we set a positive tone just because, um, you know, if our leaders are saying and doing things that we really don't appreciate or necessarily agree with, we need to remember that we need to stay classy and um, not sink to the same level. It's just really that empathy and civility and kindness. um, These are so important, especially this day and age. If you don't like what's happening in Washington, think about running for office yourself locally. Get involved, um, support people in your community who you think are, you know, would make good leaders Um, you know, instead of getting angry and um, kind of succumbing to something that, you know, to go into a dark place, try to figure out a way to make some positive change happen in your own community. I think I feel a little bit better now that I've done this podcast and I've knitted my hat and I'm just going to continue to look for opportunities to to do more in my community and complain less because um, complaining doesn't bring about change. Action brings about change. And we all need to remember that. So, um, so yeah. And don't stop crafting because I think uh, art and craft is definitely uh, we have a, we have superpowers. Those of us who know how to make things because we can kind of create our way through um, difficult times. Okay. So now with all that off my chest, <laughs> I'll be back soon with another podcast. In the meantime, put on your cat hats and craft sanity, my friends. It works for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast. To support the show, click the Patreon link at CraftSanity.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at CraftSanity.etsy.com. Same time.